Greetings. Welcome back to the Cape Lead Revolution. This is Chachi on uh, what is kind of a chilly morning here in Phoenix. Um, for those of you just uh, just tuning in this year, uh, what I do normally is go around and I, I record these podcasts while I'm taking a, a morning walk. And it ends up, ends up being a lot of fun, and I like it because sometimes you can hear the birds chirping. Sometimes you kind of hear traffic. But again, this is uh, to steal some words from my friend uh, Aaron Hatsakostas. Uh, this is me just kind of being my authentic self. And so the way I structure my podcast is I just go around and uh, I think about a topic. I think about it for five or ten minutes or I've taken some notes down. And then I go out and, and discuss it. So so like no uh, no more than a couple lines of notes, if ever. I, I don't think I took it. I've taken any notes in the past like, gosh, probably probably six months. But uh, but again, this this concept, this process for me, I, I just I want it to be. Again, authentic. I want it to be organic. I want it to, to be pure. And if you haven't tuned in before, uh, you can find me on social media with at Chachi Pachesa is Instagram, at Tim Pachesa is Twitter. You can email me, Chachi at capelead.com. You can leave a message for me on the Cape Lead Facebook page. Anything and everything to uh, to kind of reach out because this, this podcast uh, does work, obviously, just for, for giving some ideas, but I, I would much rather have a dialogue. And so I I encourage you to reach out to me at any time. Heck, if you want to text message me, text message me at 602-621-0821. Text me, call me. Let's have a conversation about it. If you want some help, I'm absolutely here. I'm not saying I have all the right answers. I just have, you know, uh, a good 20 years of leadership experience and, and leading small teams and going up to leading extremely large teams. So, so we can just have the conversation. But today's podcast... Uh, is all about this kind of the the new year, new you concept, but this is going to be my my teammate questionnaire. And the teammate questionnaire is something I developed last year, and it's a way that uh, that I use to get information about my team uh, in a way that is tangible and meaningful. Because so many times we have people on our teams, and we just we just don't know a whole lot about them sometimes. And sometimes we don't think enough to ask, or if we do, it's some of the canned generic type of stuff. So what I would encourage is uh, if you like this podcast and you want a copy of this podcast, I will email this out. Uh, I will email both the individual form and the like master form where you can copy and paste different things from the individual, put it on the master, and then it collates all that stuff onto one page for you. So you can see exactly what's going on, the differences in people and, and, and stuff like that. And again, it'll probably make more sense the more we get into it. So, uh, so without further ado, here we go. When I put out this questionnaire, this questionnaire uh, should hopefully serve twofold. Number one, it, it's supposed to help you understand your team better. And this goes uh, primarily with concepts of, of motivation. <clears throat> so you can help apply a motivational theory uh, that is unique and specific to that individual. Because if you go back and listen to some of my other podcasts in season two, um, you'll hear me talk about the, the uh, Pachesa 8 and everything that, that goes along with it. And you hear me discuss some contemporary theories of motivation I highly encourage you to do so because there's not one standout theory that's going to give you a holistic understanding or approach to motivation. So understanding the three or four that I list there as a whole, I think is going to give you a pretty decent background in understanding the human condition and what it takes to to motivate us. 
but <clears throat> sorry, excuse me, I'm coming down with a little bit of a cold. So I'm trying to, uh, to persevere through that and, and, and make it happen. But, but when I start out this, this questionnaire, again, I call it the, the, the teammate questionnaire because a lot of us are in leadership positions and or supervisory positions. But as something I've said to my podcast before, I don't necessarily care about the title. And I don't want to treat people that would work for me or with me as subordinates. And what if I were to look at them as my teammates? Granted, I will be in that, in that senior position. Obviously got it. But, you know, if you look at the New England Patriots football team, obviously there, there's Tom Brady, arguably the, the best quarterback ever to have lived. But you know what? Everybody on that team is important. From the punter to the kicker to Tom Brady. Everybody is important. Everybody has their own part to play. Everybody has something to contribute. Everybody is an individual. And, and it's funny because like the, the stories that I hear of like, you know, somebody comes on the team and they, they show up and they're, they're in, introduced to Tom Brady. He reaches out and shakes his hand. And he says, oh, hey, I'm Tom. As if people weren't already completely aware of who that man is. And I, I, I love that humility. And he just views them as, as teammates. He doesn't, you know, all, all outward evidence points to the fact that he doesn't treat people like shit and that, you know, he's a future Hall of Fame quarterback. He just understands who his teammates are. And that's why this is the, the leadership questionnaire. It's helping to adopt that mindset is that if we acknowledge that everybody is our teammate, I think that eases communication flow. And if we emphasize that, and again, if we're able to, to receive positive information as well as the negative information just based on being teammates, I think that helps alleviate frustration. So to start out this teammate questionnaire, um, it does start out very, very simple with your name and then perhaps what you like to be called. And perhaps you don't like to be called anything different, but uh, you know, for me, um, you know, my name's, if somebody asks me my name, I will first default to writing Timothy. Uh, but then what I like to be called, uh, I would either write Tim or my call sign that I've gone by for 20 years, which is Chachi. Um, next is the uh, email address, like a personal email address, aside from the organizational type stuff. What is your address, your phone number, emergency contact? What is your birthday? When is your anniversary? What are your children's names and birthdays? And now, and now those, that, that's all pretty, pretty standard, pre, pretty generic. Sorry, you can probably hear the dog barking in the background. That's what I love about this. I live in central Phoenix, and there's a lot of horse ranches around here and dogs out. It's, uh, it's just a really great place. So I apologize for the annoyance, but it's one of the cool things about getting to take these walks before a lot of people are up. Uh, as I'm talking to you, it's like 530 in the morning of my time, and I'm just out enjoying a pleasant stroll. But yeah, so, so all this first stuff that I've mentioned, you'll probably see um, on a lot of onboarding questionnaires or for feedback types of things to, to get to, to know your people. But now we're going to start, start to get into a couple of the, the different things that, um, that, that people can write down that is probably a little bit different from the norm. Um, one of the first things is just write down your weekly obligations. And that is everything from what practices your kids have to what games your kids have to different maybe community things that you have to do. Maybe you like to go to the gym at certain times. You know, perhaps you're taking night school. 
for all that. Perhaps you're, you're training for some type of uh, marathon or Ironman or something along those lines. This is where you can proactively write it down. And again, there's so many great things to be gleaned from this because if I were, if I were your teammate, but then also supervisor, I would want to know, hey, maybe do we have the capacity to adjust your, your workflow a little bit, your work hours to help accommodate your schedule a little bit? Again, perhaps, perhaps we can't, but perhaps we can. Perhaps I can show you that I care about your individual evolution and growth and development and motivation and help you work through all this stuff. But I don't know this if I'm not asking or if I'm not creating an environment for you to easily communicate this to me. The next thing I, <clears throat> I have is a, uh, a couple different personality tests. And I love personality tests. And I don't believe that there's one personality test that is, that is complete. But there's, uh, there's like, gosh, five or six that I use. Um, and they're, they're all listed here on the spreadsheet. But whether it's uh, Myers-Briggs type indicator, there's uh, the VIA character test, there's the dots communication, there's five love languages, you know, and, and so the five love languages is a phenomenal test to take from a leadership standpoint if, and there's a huge caveat, uh, if uh, you remove physical touch, right? So, so whatever people's answers are, do not ask them about where physical touch ranks, right? That's, that's a, a, a little bit creepy. And then instantly I, I see all the memes of, of Joe Biden going around doing some of his uh, odd, odd things. But, but yeah, so, so, but again, it's, it's one of those things to where if, if I were your teammate and supervisor and or leader, and I know that some of the things that, that you like in the most personal relationship you have in the world would be quality time or gifts or acts of service, right? Those are, those are all great things for, for, for me to know. Perhaps one of the best things I can reward you with, if you like quality time, is simply white space on your calendar. So you can maximize your time, either A, focusing on the purity of your job rather than getting caught up in all the different additional duties and side tasks and all that. But more importantly, and hopefully, what that equates to is you going home so you can spend some time endeavoring on what you truly like to do. And so I think that is, is super important. And again, at face value, I get that it probably sounds creepy to ask somebody to take the five love language tests, but we have to have the conversation about why we're having them do it. But also on that website um, is an apology test. And this apology test is, is pretty awesome as well because you can take it and then you can have a better understanding for how you like to be apologized to. And that is pretty amazing. So whether you want somebody to express remorse, whether you want somebody to make restitution, you know, diff- different things like that, if you want them, uh, gosh, to, to show ownership, right? These are, these are a couple of things that, that are mentioned for the, for the apology test. But number one, that's great information for you to know so you can communicate that to other people. So that if something goes wrong, you can teach people how to communicate with you in the most effective way. And perhaps the most meaningful way, right? So I, I absolutely dig that. Um, uh, Angela Duckworth has a, a grit test. And uh, she's, she has phenomenal stuff. If you haven't read her book, Grit, by all means, please do. And, and her, her studies, you know, showing that, uh, you know, what are the things that are, are uh, 
good guarantee of, of success and, and, and grit being it. She's got a, a great test that I don't want to get too much into, but you can go to like AngelaDuckworth.com and take the grit test for yourself. But she has some, some phenomenal, phenomenal stuff. And then there's, 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 there's others out there. And again, if you want to tell me some of the ones that, that you take, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to take a look and see what you have going on and happy to, to share with the group. So next on the questionnaire, uh, I ask people about goals, three personal goals, three professional goals, and three self goals. And you're probably talking to yourself and you're probably saying, hey, uh, hey, Chachi, you know, personal goals and self goals are, are the same thing. Well, not, not necessarily, right? So, so I want your, your, your three personal goals and whatever you come up with first, I want you to say without giving any thought to it. So whatever you think are your personal goals, I want you to write down. And then I want you obviously to write your, your professional goals. But then what I want you to do is I want you to think about three self goals. And these self goals are what you as an individual want. Many times for our personal goals can be, hey, you know, uh, I want more time with my family. You know, I want to buy a house, you know, and uh, those, those are all phenomenal goals. I'm not knocking those for a bit. But what I want people to focus on is understanding some self goals. And again, at the, if you listen to the podcast over the past few months, I've, I've been struggling to find or create or put out a new word that is a positive way of saying selfish. Because I need people to be selfish. I want people to be selfish, but for all the right reasons. And the common example that I have for this, and there's, there's books out there and there's different quotes on it, but I learned this from Dr. Janelle McCauley, but she taught me the analogy and the concept of an oxygen mask is that when times get tough, when we're stressed, when we're bothered, when things are troublesome, we need to put on our oxygen mask. And for any of us out there that have ever taken a flight, we've gotten the safety brief that there's a sudden drop in cabin pressure. Oxygen mask will drop from the ceiling. Please put on your oxygen mask before you help the person next to you. That analogy rocked my world. I love the analogy because it teaches us to take care of ourselves, not because we're selfish, but because we're smart. Because we understand that we can't be good for anybody. Our family, our significant other, our, our, uh, our teammates, our superiors, subordinates, what, what have you, anything. We can't be right for them if we're not first right with us. And we need to take time to get right with us. And so with that is we got to put on our oxygen mask. And I, I love that analogy. And... It is, it has got, got to be huge, but when we talk about the three self goals, you know, I want people to be a little bit selfish here. And again, in the, the, the coming weeks, I think I've, I think I've created a word and I didn't even create the word. My, my wife did create a word that is a positive understanding of the word selfish that I would like people to, uh, to, to focus on. So we'll, uh, we'll talk about that soon, but getting back to the questionnaire <clears throat> after we, we do the goals, I talk about three strengths, three weaknesses, and three things that me as your leader can help you with right now. 
And again, whatever it is. And that, and that's, that's such a great thing because this gives people an opportunity just to be honest. And a lot of people, you know, regardless of how long they've worked in some place, they, they don't, they haven't been exposed to a certain process. They don't understand a certain portion of the company or the, the organization and giving people an opportunity to express that in a way that, um, that, that doesn't identify a weakness. It's just, Hey, I, I, I kind of need help. People absolutely need that. And so three things I can help you with right now ends up being, being pretty, um, pretty vital for just good communication and establishing a culture where people can feel free to speak openly about perhaps some positive or negatives or strengths or weaknesses. The next question, uh, is what are you passionate about? And I think that is phenomenal. <coughs> Letting me know what you're passionate about is going to help me provide rewards. It's going to help me with motivation. Uh, one of my clients, one of the people inside that, that organization, their goal every year is to read 100 books. I think last year, or in 2018, they got to 98 books. Now, that's a lot of damn books. But if I know this as your teammate, then perhaps I could ask you what are some of the books on the list? Maybe you do a great job. I buy you some of those books. But I can't do anything with it if I don't know it. Um, and then as, as a part of the passion, the next question is, how would you prefer to be rewarded for great performance? And again, hopefully this goes back to your now enhanced understanding of your own personal motivation and motivational theory based off some of those personality tests. Next question, what scar tissue do you have from previous leaders? And I don't think we talk about scar tissue enough because if you don't tell me what scar tissue you have from previous organizations and or previous leaders and or subordinates, then unknowingly, unwittingly, I may be pushing your hot button on a weekly or perhaps even daily basis just by being being me in my ignorance. But if we teach people to communicate about scar tissue, that is going to be huge. Next, what are some of the best traits from previous bosses and, and leaders? Next, what are some of the worst traits from previous bosses and leaders? Next, what are the things you're most proud of in your professional career? Next, where do you think you are in your leadership development? And that isn't supposed to be um, a leading language type of question. I'm not expecting people to say, oh, I'm, a, I'm at rock bottom. I don't give a shit. I don't care. No, I just, I want somebody to have an honest and accurate assessment. Because if somebody were to answer that question, they're like, well, you know, leadership is my absolute passion. I care about it deeply. And I just want to make sure that I'm helping shape a creature, uh, create a culture of great leaders. Like, wow, do I want to communicate with you often? And do I want to bounce some ideas off of you or perhaps, you know, put you in these different areas to help uh, maximize your, your expertise? I would absolutely love to do that. Next, next question. Going along with the oxygen mask analogy, what do you do to restore your soul? And when I talk about oxygen analogy or the oxygen mask uh, that, that's one of the things when I ask leaders, it's one of my favorite questions to ask, like on a daily basis, what do you do to put on your oxygen mask? Or as I'm fond of saying is, 
what do you do to restore your soul? And I love how that question is worded. Next, describe an event where you were very proud of how you handled a situation. Next, describe an event where you learned a valuable lesson. Next, describe an event where you knew you screwed up. Next, describe an event where you had empowered your your team. Next, describe an event where your supervisor slash leadership let you down. Right? These are all good questions. Now, some of them may seem at face value to be redundant. I, I, I can completely roger up to that. But in the off case that they are different, because you can learn great lessons from mistakes you have made, but you can also learn great lessons from watching others do that is just a, a simple example. So again, at face value, they may seem redundant, but different strokes for different folks and people are going to have different answers. And I just want to make sure that we're given the opportunity for, for people with these questions to, to think holistically so they can give some of the best answers out there. All right. Last three questions. Describe an event where you're, where you, uh, uh, your supervisor slash leadership let you down. And then the, the last two questions are, I think are very, very impactful and, and great for anyone to, uh, to ask um, and, and to understand is what would you do in life if money were no object and you knew you could not fail is the first question. And I absolutely love that. That gets back to, to passion stuff. But again, this, this may hint at something different for passion because your passion may be your personal stuff. But then this answer may go back to yourself stuff to where maybe I would just sit at home with my family. Like if I won the lottery tomorrow, what, what would I do? I don't know how super frivolous I would be with my money, but I would stop working immediately. I maybe take some school. I personally would love to learn languages so I could travel more. So when my boys are out of school, travel, travel, travel. But again, I would love for my boss to know that travel is important to me. So they give me opportunities to travel or maybe they give me a bonus to help fund my travel. And then lastly, is there anything else you'd like to share with me or is there anything else that you'd like, like me to know? just a simple catch-all question it goes back to probably a little bit of scar tissue uh it goes back to uh maybe some some lessons learned from their life and or career and it's just giving people an open opportunity to discuss this now that is the end of the questionnaire and again if you email me chachi at capelead.com that's c-h-a-c-h-i at capelead.com i will email both versions of this to you but I want feedback. I want to know what you think. I want to know how you feel about this whole process. And, and more importantly, you know, in, in January, if we're starting a new year and you have your team assembled for you, why not start out by making everybody fill this out? And now, you know, it would be great to get everybody together so we can all have the conversation and we could all learn more about each other. However, um, there are certain things in there that are, are, that could be very, very private that maybe they don't want to share with a group because not everybody on every team likes one another. And so we have to be very cognizant of that, but at a bare minimum, this is your opportunity to get to know your people better so you can help lead them better 
through uh, a lot of the concepts of just um, avoiding ignorance and maximizing motivation. And then if you do that, I believe that you're instantly helping rework, reframe, or enhance a positive culture. Because as I've said before, I just want people at the end of the day, you know, leadership is all about letting people work in an environment with peace of mind. And peace of mind means you go home at the end of the night knowing five things. That you did what you could with what you had at that time, regardless of the circumstance, whether you wanted to or not. And this is a good way to shape the conversation for it. So I appreciate your time today. I ran a little bit long. I try and keep these to 20 minutes each time. I, I want these to be easily digestible. I want them to be quick. I want them so you, you can go back and look through the library and know, hey, this is the point that Chachi was making in this podcast and you can go back and easily reference it. So I appreciate you tuning in. I'm getting ready to rock the hills here in central Phoenix near Camelback Mountain. So getting a little bit winded time for me to, uh, to get off the airwaves, but I appreciate you uh, tuning in, dialing in, whatever you got. I hope you're having a, a great week or whenever you're listening to this. So have a good one. Enjoy. This is Chachi reminding you to always educate, anticipate, and dominate. And we'll catch you here next time on the Cape Lead Revolution. We'll talk to you later, everybody. See ya.